Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Woo! Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel. If you listen to this, the day after Strickland Podcast Network, Knicks win. A huge game for MSG on a Sunday matinee game. 102-93. Um, just, wow. This team, man. I mean, this team has shown you time and time again how resilient they can be. Um, you know, and they came through once again, you know, despite a terrible game from Julius Randle, a scoreless game from Emmanuel Quickly, and they still are able to beat the Cavaliers, hold Donovan Mitchell to two points in the second half, and absolutely come away with a commanding 3-1 lead. We will get into all of the good stuff here. Um, wow. Knicks up 3-1. First time since, what, 2013? This is yep. crazy, man. This is crazy. Um, but, yeah, shout out Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett, 1-2 punch tonight. 29-6-6 um, six six for Jalen Brunson. Um, 42 points, had 42 minutes. Had five threes. And shout out to RJ Barrett, man. 26 points, two rebounds, one assist. Nine of 18 from the field. Didn't hit any threes, but was aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive. Getting to the throws. basket. 13 free throw attempts. Wish he would have made some more to really, you know, give us a little bit more of that breathing room. But we will take it. Like, this is like everything you could have asked for. This was like, when we needed RJ Barrett to step up the most these last two games, he has come through. He has done exactly that. And yeah, just amazing stuff. Um, Terry, how'd you feel about, you know, everything, I guess? Um, I guess we should get the bat out of the way. Um, I, I'm exploring Tracy Julius Randall on Tracy Julius <laughs> speak. Oh, this nigga has sold me so much. You see the banner. We are already working for Gordon Hayward. By next game, we might be a Ben Simmons. Um, he, that is the definition of sold. And I mean, they won, but like him not being able to perform is a worrying issue. Uh, Obi Toppin has been better than him throughout the series. Five offensive Thoroughly. rebounds was huge. Um, he just did everything tonight, today, today, and can't complain. Uh, I don't even want to talk about him. Um, My son, Obi! Yeah, Obi top in New York zone. Garden favorite. Fucking Obi Toppin, man. I, that's why I wanted to start, because I kind of feel like that's a spot where I feel like I didn't think I didn't think any of us thought it was going to happen. I was shocked that it actually did happen, and Obi Toppin rewarded the coach's faith and was able to perform when he needed to. When he needed to. Shout out to Obi Toppin. Fucking nails three, very good on the boards. Didn't take his shots, but he took Donovan Mitchell off the dribble and fucking laid him. That, that was <laughs> nuts. That was a broken play, and he just took Donovan Mitchell off the dribble. I don't know if you're Donovan Mitchell. How do you look yourself in the mirror after Obi Toppin takes you off the dribble? Um, but yeah, man, just great game from him. Like you said, RJ Jalen. I think Jalen and RJ put the entire second half. They might have. Shit, this playoffs. You know, you're down a man, kind of. I mean, Deuce gave you good minutes in the first half. I don't know if you really want to go back to it, but I mean, you should. He should have. I felt like. When yeah, he, I mean, he did a great job on Donovan Mitchell. He fucking clamps on that one play, especially. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't mind 
like going with I mean, yeah, I don't mind them playing that whole second half, honestly, because it's just like I don't mean like it, it's it's game four. This is a pivotal game. If you win it, your chances of winning the series are exponentially higher. So like go all out for this game. Like that this is the game you go all out for. And if you lose game five, then so be it. But this is the game you go out for because the odds are just so much more in your favor going up 3-1 compared to being 2-2. And again, I don't think Tibbs coached a particularly well game. Um, there are still issues with Josh Hart, RJ Barrett pairing. It helps that uh, they didn't hit threes, but like we didn't hit threes either. So it's just kind of like... Also with that with that pairing, it's just like those two are just like, they're out hustling the hell out of the, whoever's on the Cavs side. So it doesn't even matter if they're hitting shots at this point. Because, like, yeah. Josh Hart grabs you, like, all these offensive boards in the fourth quarter. And then RJ is just, like, very decisive with his drives now. Where he, like, he's, like, he's like getting all these, like, layups at all these, like, unique angles now. I'm like, where the hell was this all season? But, like, shit, you might as well, if you're going to pull him out, you might as well pull him out now. But, like, the fact that they're years. doing all this now is just, like, okay. it doesn't even matter that the spacing is bad. Because they're, like, making it work somehow. Yeah. I mean, shout-outs to... I think the MVP of the first half, Mitchell Robinson, um, he was – he's been the best big in the series. By, by far. By far. By far. By um, far. Just dominant in the paint. Jared Allen looks like he's seen ghosts. Evan Mobley does not want to get two feet in the paint. And it, it has been domination from game one. Um. You could talk about, well, game two, yada, yada, but, like, that was more careless over than Darius Garland more than anything. I think Mitchell Robinson has just been, like, nails. You, he Seven offensive rebounds, and I think he had five in the first half. Two blocks, 11 rebounds. He had a double-double with 12 points. Like, Jared Allen does not know what to do. He looks flummoxed, to put it lightly. Um, but, yeah, best big in the series has been Mitchell Robinson. I think he really carried us to that first half. I think, and that third quarter where we could not buy a bucket, I feel like his putbacks were huge in order to like stem the bleeding. I just, man, like, y'all want to nearly throw all over him. There were some nasty people in this fan in this fan base who were like Andre Drummond is him. That COVID season had y'all really, really losing it. Um, but I'm glad he's on the team. I think we're starting to see how much of a difference he makes to this team. He only had two fouls as well. Um, he was just dominant. Tell Jared Allen, happy birthday, bitch. Uh, once again, happy belated. Oh, man, I love Mitchell Robinson. And like that pro- and that post game where he's like, they're shook. They're shook. They're absolutely shook. They're he's in their head. He is in their head. He is out here doing the Macarena. Like. I I did not think he was like I knew he would be good in this series. I knew that he would be able to have an impact. I did not think best big in the series. He's the best Mitchell in the series. He's arguably a top three player in the series because I don't think he's been. I think he's been better than Mobley. I think he's been better than Allen, and I think he's been better than Mitchell. And aside from Garland, and Garland had like a third quarter and game two, and that was kind of it. So great to see from him. Mitchell Robinson is just, oh man, what more can you say about him? What what a special talent. 
I mean, not even just Mitchell Robinson, but the whole like big man tandem that we have going on has just been giving us 48 minutes of solid rim protection and just like interior play for the majority of this series. I mean, I already had five fouls today, but like he gave you like some great minutes, 20 minutes, um, 21 minutes, eight rebounds, two assists, two steals, two blocks. Like he just did it all. Had a very great block on um <clears throat> on um on a coro after a coro blew by Julius Randle. Um Coro did that a lot in the third quarter, which is why a lot of people are calling for Julius Randle to get benched. Um but yeah, I mean just like the big man tandem that we have is just like so physical, so overbearing. Like it's just like yeah. That's what you call that's what you call the trenches. And the Cavs thought they were built for the trenches. They are not built for the trenches. Um, and they were sending bodies at him. They were trying to get three to gang rebound. They could not do it. And he was still getting like he was just dominant. And he wasn't even like great with his loss, but like that one tip in that he had, like when that's happening, you're kind of just like, oh, we're not winning this game. And yeah. Cleveland fought to their credit, but yeah. They fought, but, you know, Donovan Mitchell just was not invited to that party, I guess, because he just... Oh, oh, we gotta talk about this nigga. Oh, let's get into this shit. Oh! <laughs> Two years in a row, Jalen Brunson is just beating this man's head in. This man senseless. is out here praying like Eddie Brock in Spider-Man 3 against when Jalen Brunson is on the court against him. Jalen Brunson owns that man. He's the best player in the series. Stop talking about Donovan Mitchell. We didn't make the trade that we're better than them. And you can suck my dick from the back if you can believe otherwise. Man, to, to win this series after everything that's happened between these two teams, man, that would just be amazing. Because, like, everyone said we were supposed to get Donovan Mitchell. And everyone was like, oh, Donovan Mitchell, he's going to get his in this series. You know, he's going to he's gonna come out the best player in this series. Like, But, man, whenever he sees Jalen Brunson on the opposite end of that court, man, it is slights out for Donovan Mitchell because Jalen Brunson just has his number. I mean... Yeah, and we'll see what happens in game five, but like man. He's gonna empty the clip and it's rough. gonna be it's gonna be brutal to watch. He's gonna empty the clip though. I will give him credit. He will go out blazing, but he's gonna go out in five. And we just gotta talk, I, I think there's gonna be a conversation had about Donovan Mitchell in the playoffs in general. I mean, yeah, he gets numbers, you know, but like his team blew a three one lead before. He's his team has blown leads in games before, like that man is not blameless. Like a lot of people, you know, they they put the blame on the those jazz teams and Rudy Gobert. And yeah, you know, Rudy Gobert is limited as a, as a center. Um, but Donald Mitchell, he's he's the man on these teams. So, you know, if he ain't I, doing something, then it comes I think back it's on a, him. Like you could argue that Cleveland has no spacing and they had no depth, but at the same time, it's like teams know that you're just going to go out and blaze of glory. And then he tried to like do this thing where like he keep, became more of like a passer and stuff like that. And that's just not his game. He's had six turnovers in back-to-back games. Six turnovers in back-to-back games. He's predictable as all hell. Like, and then he just going into the paint and there are bodies everywhere. They don't respect anybody else in the team aside from Garland. Garland. Like, and realistically, who else in the team are you supposed to respect? Karis Levert? I don't care. Evan Mobley negated. Darius Garland was good for one quarter, and otherwise he was mundane. Like, he's had 23 and 10 with no turnovers, and people are going to think he had a good game. He did not have a 
good game for the first for three quarters of it. I just and yeah, like he's just been he's been a train wreck. He has been an absolute train wreck. And Brunson is getting switches on him, and he is just looking at shops every single time on the court. Like that was just there was a stretch in the second quarter where like they just did not they just didn't want to switch. And they were like, okay, Donovan Mitchell, you're going to take Brunson 101. And Brunson, I swear to God, went on him like five straight times. I got like 10 points out of it and maybe a couple of assists. It was nasty how he was doing that, man. Absolutely nasty. We're showing that to children, mind you. Like, that's disgusting. Um, I'm not going to reference my tweets on Twitter here, but I think I think you guys know what I'm insinuating. Um. It was the leg up. All right. It was, it was the leg up. All right. All right. Um, now, the, the best thing about this series, though, is, like, people discovering things about, like, Knicks players. Like, a lot of people are like, man, like, J- I guess, like, a lot of people are saying, like, you know, Mitchell Robinson, they didn't expect Mitchell Robinson to be, like, the best big in this series. But, like, if, if you're someone that watches Knicks games, I mean, a lot of people, they know Mitchell Robinson from, you know, all the Snapchat stuff and stuff like that that happens on, you know, NBA Twitter, you know, all the jokey joke stuff. But, like, when... He's on the court. He is one of the most impactful players for the Knicks, like on a nightly basis. So, like, what we're seeing from him is like nothing new for us as Knicks fans. Um, and we told Cavs fans before the series, like, we told them, like, like Mitchell Robinson, he's gonna have something for for Jared Allen, and Evan Mobley, and them. Like, those two, they mean they they might be this like future generational front court that like every everyone's imagining for them to be. But like right now, it, it's it's just not it right now. Like Mitchell Robinson is 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 doing whatever he wants in the paint, like dominating on both ends. Um, and yeah, the Cavs have no answer for him right now. They're not going to have an answer for him because Evan Mobley hasn't hit puberty yet and Jared Allen is softer than Charmin. There's no answer for him. Like, y'all are going home in five and, we are, and we're waxing you in your home court. It is Jover. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Um, so all right, Josh Hart. I mean, we didn't even talk about him that much, but man, shout out to Josh Hart starting in place of Quentin Grimes out with a contused right shoulder. Oh yeah, shit. Quentin Grimes didn't even play. We still beat them. <laughs> oh, this is lit. <laughs> I love sports, bro. Quentin Grimes didn't play. Julius Randle was basically basically didn't play. PD and PTD. Oh <laughs> man, um, we still came up with a dominant win. But yeah, Josh Hart gave you 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists. Two steals, um, seven of sixteen from the field, one of four from three. So he did actually take some threes today. Four or five from the free throw line, um, and just did Josh Hart things: offensive rebounding, um, getting out in transition, um, dominating in the paint transition. Hit this crazy one-handed like floater at like the shot clock buzzer, um, late in the fourth quarter, um, when off of a scramble play. Um, but yeah, Josh Hart, he just. Just did his thing, and you know this is why you trade, man. Getting him for for Cam Reddish, man, it's like turning dust into diamonds, man. Man, like <laughs> getting him for Cam Reddish should be a felony, because there's no way you're able to steal an NBA franchise and not get away with it unscathed. Like Cam Reddish is sitting at home doing surveys for the Athletic, talking about I hate Tom Thibodeau and, <laughs> and meanwhile, Josh Hart is putting up numbers in the playoffs. And people are still like, well, Cameron didn't get an opportunity. You know who did get an opportunity? Fucking Frank Lilikina. And Frank Lilikina has done more in his career than Cam Reddish. Anyway, fuck Cam Reddish. Goddamn scammer. Um, yeah, Josh Hart balled his head out. 
I think we forget that John Hart can score. Um, like he's had some seasons where he's put up like numbers and he can score. He isn't the best shooter in the world, but like, if you tell that guy we need to get we need to like to get some points, he can get some points. So he's just been he's been great defensively. I feel like he had a couple um possessions where like he should have he shouldn't have done as much like driving. I feel like he could have passed out a couple more drives. I had a even better game, but like you can't complain with the production. I'm glad he took threes. His rebounding was huge. Overall, like third best player. Well, not third, fourth best player in the course today. Can't say much more about him. And why is it his Braves? He's gonna be. He's he, he's a cult hero. He, he's a Nick. He's he's gonna be with John Starks in like ten years, just like at the Garden, dapping up the next, dapping up Kaiden Randall when he he leads us to the playoffs or something like. He is just he, he is just such a good player, man. He's such a good player. Yeah, it's like he's an all-star role player. Like that's the type of guy he is. He just does all the intangible shit and you know, he is <clears throat> you just know what you're going to get from him on a nightly basis and then you, you can expect a little more extra like today when he has to start for Quentin and Grimes. Um but yeah, shout out shout out Villanova, Jay Wright, he he produces winners and you know he produced two winners that are winning in New York right now. And they're not McCall Bridges. Yeah, McCall Bridges is at home. Um, He's in Cabo. Manuel quickly, scoreless tonight, but like plus 11. Defense on Garland, again, once again, was great. Defense in general was great. There was this one play where Jared Allen um, rolled to the paint um, and quickly made the rotation over, had verticality. Hartenstein came over, swatted it. Just like stuff like that, you just it's just so good from from quickly that you know it doesn't show up on the stat sheet. Um he was scoreless today, but like this that's a part of the reason why he was a plus eleven in the game. Um and I felt the need to highlight that just there because I know a lot of people are gonna look at the box score and like quickly, you know, he didn't give us anything. But defensively, he his presence was was made. Don't look at the box score for anybody except for Julius Randle. Y'all need to understand how trash he was tonight. Yeah, that, that that's still my guy, and I will still ride with him. But like that man needs to look himself in the mirror and show me something because I'm nervous. When it's playoff time, man, he shouldn't see more than 15 minutes. Like honestly, like if he's gonna keep looking like this, and we'll talk about him as we get into comments much more. Um, but yeah, Julius Randle just there's a reason why Obi Toppin closed over him tonight. Shout out Obi Toppin. You pointed out the um, offensive rebound that he had. Um, he had he had a lot of plays in that fourth quarter, like the offensive rebound, um, taking Donovan Mitchell off the dribble, just just amazing stuff. You know, it's great to see Bibbs trust him in that moment because like that's a moment of evolution from from Thibs. Because like all year until like the end of the season, we wouldn't have expected Obi Top into close games. Yep. At all, so the fact that he Dibs is doing this in a key playoff game, a, a playoff game that has huge implications for the series, man, that is was huge it was it Dibs or was it Leon Rose holding up Dibs's contract in front of Shredder and going, "If you do it, I swear to God, I will I'll cut you right now." Who had Johnny Bryant coaching Game Five? I mean, I'm joking, but like, I do think part of it is like 
Tibbs realizing, hey, I like my job, and Johnny Barney being able to have more power within these um within the coaching staff, especially having more of a voice. So I will give credit to Tibbs, but I do feel like him trusting his staff is definitely a part of the reason why that happened. So definitely for sure. <clears throat> and we've heard a lot more of Johnny Bryant's name brought up in interviews with players talking about his impact, his role with the team. Um, so, yeah. Um, all right, let's get into comments. We got a bunch rolling in and can continue to <clears throat> roll them in as we are discussing this game. Ace Bouchard says, send number 30 to the Shadow Realm and leave him there. After, after these last, I mean, what is it now? Nine playoff games we have of Julius Randle. In the playoffs, that's a significant amount of data, I would say. Um, <laughs> it's not looking good for him. Oh, it's like seven points, awful defense. Like, especially that to come out of the third quarter, you have a commanding nine point lead, and to play the type of defense that he played is just like very discouraging because it's like dude this is the playoffs this is not like a regular season game in in january where you can just like you know take a couple possessions off like no you need to be locked in every single possession two rebounds like get on the glass my guy you're 6'9 250 we saw you in game one boxing the hell out of evan mobley like we know you can do it just do it like i don't know Tyrese, that's your guy. I don't know, man. Like, I don't have any justification. Like, he's not taking bad shots for the most part. He's just breaking them. So, like. And it's not even, like, that he's just, like, breaking them. It's just, like, fact that, like, all right, you're breaking them. So, like, do something else. And he was like, doing he was doing that the third game, I think. And I think he was doing that the first game in the second half where he was active in the glass, but there's like the fourth game just happened and he just did not have it in him. So that is unfortunate. You hope that um, it's able to change. Uh, but if it's not, then I think you have to be willing to go to OB more often. You have to go to OB um, for longer stretches. And Obi has now showed you consistently since the end of the regular season. Like, he can give you as much minutes as you need him to, and he can still be productive on both ends. The Cavs' bigs are not that menacing to the point where Obi can be, you know, taken out of the series. Like, he's shown that he has been he's, – he's already shown how impactful he is already um, and how he can continue to be impactful. So it's just like, just trust him more. Like, if, if Randall's going to keep shitting himself, just, like, trust him. Yep. I uh, I think he did this game. I think it will be indicative of future games in all the series that we play. Cause we will be playing multiple. So I think Sibs is coming to put on his big boy pants with Randall in certain situations, and that's good to see. Also, yeah. fucking hell, play Miles with Bright, dude. Yeah, Miles, he played five minutes, but like those five minutes were impactful as hell. He was putting Mitchell in a straight jacket. You could have gave him five more minutes in the third quarter to give Brunson a blow. I get it, you needed offense, but like you absolutely could have put um you could have put him in, but that's just me being a stickler. Yeah. 
Um, Nick's tape says shout out to Thibs for that amazing closing lineup, and shout out to Obi for delivering. Yeah, I mean the closing lineup was what Brunson, RJ, Hart, Obi, Obi, and then Hartenstein for Mitch in the fourth because Hartenstein got in foul trouble. Um, but I would have been fine with either center because they were both doing a pretty damn good job. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a closing lineup we've seen all year, maybe, and I don't think that's something that we could have anticipated. As oh, we family. definitely haven't seen that all year. Totally not. So, like, the fact that he was able to, you know, pivot to that um, in a key game, you know, just shows that, you know, some type of evolution there, and and he's just, like, trusting the guys more. So, you know, great to see that. <clears throat> yep. Also, like you look at the rebounding disparity, man. Seventeen offensive rebounds to seven, fifty-nine to forty-two overall in the class. Like, they five steals, seven blocks. Man, that was just domination in every aspect. It was domination. And again, like they don't—they're not running out their bench. Like, Shetty Osman and Isaac Okoro had 21 in 17 minutes. Donovan played 42. Allen played 40. Evan Mobley played 36. Karis LeVert played 39. And that was their death lineup, quote-unquote, which is the wildest thing I've ever heard about a lineup. Karis LeVert did it. Call it your death lineup. But, like, yep. I think, yep, I, I think it's it's over. Could be very much over in five. What is that? Game five is on Wednesday? Wednesday. So what is that? Two days rest again? Two Shout days rest. Yeah. So you think Grimes is going to be back in? You'd assume that Grimes is healthy enough for it if he was a game that position today. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. He'll play game five. Hopefully he can fucking shoot. Just, like, shoot, guy. Yeah, shit. I if mean, not, just, we'll just put Josh Hart in. Just clamp up and let Josh Hart play 48 minutes. He said he would. He said he would. Jojo Liddy says that we did this with Randall crapping his pants makes me wonder if he's who you move to try to upgrade the team. Hmm. I doubt it. I still don't think they move him. Like, they're not going to do that. So. Hey, I mean. I mean, like, what are you going to upgrade the team with? That's the problem. Where are you going to upgrade the team? Like, if this team. The team goes to the second round. I feel like we're both confident in saying that this team is not going to lose three straight to the um, Cavaliers. So you're going to the second round. Knocking on wood. As... Of course, we don't want to get embarrassed. It's just clipped. It wasn't me. It was Sam. Um, what? But, like, it's shit. Like, you Miami in the Bucks series right now. Uh, uh, I ain't trying to get too far ahead of myself. If Giannis is out here, my neck, my back, and Miami's giving them the business. I don't know. I don't know. Like, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Heat Buck series. I think we're all rooting for the Heat to prolong this series or even win it as win it. Yeah. As much as possible. Um, but we need the Bucks to win next game so that way they can at least push the six. We need that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we're all rooting for this series to go as long as possible. 
um as as Knicks fans. Um so yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got here. ZMP three two three says, "Good afternoon to my fellow RJ supporters." Good afternoon, ZMP three two. <laughs> you know me. All right. Never doubted. All right. I have no proof. Also, There's tell like... Matt Moore's a, a loser. Jesus Christ, dude. Not, okay. All right, guys. Okay, let's let's talk about the playoff setting and let's talk about the regular season because I think a lot of people are like, how are the Cavs losing? They have such a good net rating and their offense is top 10 and their defense is the best in the league. And da, 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 da. If three of your players in the starting lineup can't shoot, your spacing is really bad. If you don't have a bench, that is really bad. If you are saying that depth does not matter in the playoffs, you have not watched the playoffs ever. We literally had a whole Warriors dynasty, and what was the tagline? Strength in numbers. It's almost like depth matters, especially when you're – it's a contact sport, A, and B, the ability to rotate players out, having high-level players matters. What team has won the championship isn't deep as all hell? It's mind-boggling to me that people don't understand there's a difference between the regular season context where you're facing a ball against a bunch of different teams in a week and a playoff series where you're facing the same team three times a week and they're going to make adjustments. They can't generate offense, and that was their problem the entire season. They had no shooting on that team. They played a slow pace. They can't rebound the ball. And when those things are occurring, you're not going to win games. Also, the Knicks defense is like tailor-made to stop you because they have four guys they can throw on you, realistically five, and there's no answer for it. So what are you watching to the point where like, you're so confused that the Cavs are winning? And there's somebody on Twitter who's like shell-shocked because the data and the numbers, and they can't win in their bets either. But like... Yeah, Matt Moore's a terrible gambler. Okay, I don't... Terrible gambler. I don't want to say it, but like he... This, this man is just awful. He is he just you're so confused. Oh my god. <laughs> like, why are you so confused? This is it playoff basketball, bro? You cannot quantify a lot of playoff basketball. That's why people who are like efficiency nerds and net rating and shit, like it doesn't matter. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. It's about grit, it's about the trenches, and it's about determination. Stop using stop using advanced stats to sum all all of your thoughts on basketball. Sometimes that rating is more it's not as important as X dog, okay? Yeah. Sometimes it's it's about it's, a, it's about dog. Man, RJ Barrett got to be like feeling like on top of the world right now, bro. Like he just outplayed Donovan Mitchell who he was supposed to get traded for on like one of the biggest games of his career. Like That'd be feeling like the fucking man right now. Mano says Rowan Alexander Barrett Jr. back to back master classes in the two biggest games of his career. Yeah, I mean today today was like a, a like a, a a getting to the like just an aggressive. I mean RJ started off the game with like nearly a poster on Jared Allen. Like that's how you knew like he was like serious about getting to the rim today. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got to be feeling like his confidence has to be sky high right now. And we all know confidence is like one of the biggest things for RJ in terms of like when he's playing, because like that will dictate, you know, how well he's going to play. 
and the fact that he's been able to produce these games and now you know hopefully he can bring this game on the road because if he can that's huge for us um bigger a better chance for us to close out in game five um but yeah yep uh i think he will um i i just think cleveland got rocked i i think there's a mental advantage there that like it's gonna be hard to come back from like maybe you take a game but when the team routinely beats you down the way the Knicks have beaten down the Cavaliers, and the one thing you could bank on for your one win was that you shot like 45% from three, it, it's going to be hard to come back from that. Um, yeah, I, I just I, – I think it's over. I think it's over. I think the Knicks are the supremely better team. I think anybody who could play the Bonatti for Donovan Mitchell needs to shut the fuck up forever. Um, because clearly they don't need him. So there's that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Christopher Vieira, number thirty, is who he thought he is. He just ain't built for the playoffs. Obi has been better than number thirty in the Hawks and this series. Yeah, that's that's two series in a row, man. Where the backup power forward that gets fifteen minutes a night sparsely is looking very suspect when the lights are the brightest. Um, he's lucky we're winning this year. Like where it's not really on. It isn't the front page news. The front page news is wow, RJ really bounced back, and Jalen Brunson is the guy, and Donovan Mitchell sucks. It's like Julius Randle is not good in the playoffs. That's like the fourth major story. And like, maybe that becomes a bigger story as the playoffs continue. And as we get deeper and if he continues to perform like this, um, but yeah. And I see he's back on a number 30 basis with a lot of people in the fan base. So he has ruined his goodwill that he earned all this back, all this, this regular season back. Apparently so. You know, that's what happens when you don't perform on the biggest stage, you know? I know. You got to perform in the playoffs. All that regular season shit is all good and dandy, but, like, this is when it matters the most. Like, RJ, he shit himself for the most of the regular season. He's coming through in the playoffs. Weird enough. I can't complain, dude. I like the wins. I will take the wins. <laughs> right? Um... Martin B says RJ went from looking like a corpse to dropping 24, 25 and locking down some of the shiftiest guys in the league in Garland and Mitchell. Crazy. There was some, there was some plays where Mitchell was just like, he in was just like, he was just in hell. Like there was a, there was that possession with Deuce. There was a possession where um, RJ got on him. RJ did held his own against him. There was a, possess, a couple possessions where Josh Hart held his own on him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a fair share of, of Mitchell's shots that just went in and out, but like for the most part, the Knicks made it really tough on him. Um, but yeah, he is he is in hell right now. <clears throat> he is in hell, and I know he's like punching the wall, stabbing the Jalen Brunson voodoo doll under his bed. Man is absolute like that. That whole Donovan Mitchell better than Jalen Brunson shit is dead after this season. It should be dead now, but like it's dead. Cause Jalen Brunson has been giving him the business all series long. It's been the business. 
also uh, update on those numbers. Yeah. So Jalen Brunson, I think, did in fact play all the second half. Andre Barrett took the two minute break. Shout out the two minute break. Yeah, Miles Murray came in for the last defensive possession in the, in the third. True. What a game, dude. What a game. Let's see. Walt Clyde Frazier says, got to ask the Cavs blocker, bloggers, was this our best punch? Yeah, I mean, it, the, the, that tweet just gets funnier and funnier by each game that goes by. He's doubling and, down, by the way. Seriously? He's doubling down. All right. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's like, like, how could you say game one was our best punch and we've thoroughly outplayed you? I mean, minus game two, it's been a shellacking, basically. If Darius Garland doesn't have that like monster, not really monster third quarter today, but like he had a competent third quarter. If he doesn't have that, this game is probably way nastier. Especially if if Darius Garland doesn't have that third quarter and Julius Randle just looks like a competent player on both ends of the court, I think this is another beatdown. Yeah. Comfortably. Yeah. I I just kind of I just kind of feel like the Cavs don't have enough. That, that's really it. Just explain the series in total. Game two was their best punch because all four of their players played well. That was their best punch where, like, Donovan Mitchell is still getting his numbers up, but he has his 11 assists, and Garland goes off for 30. And Karis LeVert is, like, somehow having good games, and the bigs play well. That was their one chance, and they still won by – they won by, like, 16. And if the Knicks could, like, generate offense – like, it wouldn't have been that close. But, like, the Knicks have punched them in these games because they could just do more because they have more bodies available. And that's what it comes down to, having more bodies available. So, it's the, it's not, it might not be the Knicks' best punch, but it's the punch that's going to work because Cleveland can't score. And I told everybody this. All- we all told everybody this. <laughs> Like, like it's Donovan Mitchell save us, and then that's it. Like Darius Garland's cool for like a quarter or two. Other than that, who's scaring me on offense? Who's scoring? Like and then they were like, oh yeah, Evan Mobley should be taking more floaters. Bro, Evan Mobley cannot take floaters. He sucks at floaters. He sucks in general offensively. He's not there yet as a shooter outside of the rim. But like they can't score. That's been the whole problem with the game. And the Knicks can score more because they have more rebounds and they crash the glass better get and they get to the line more. Like those were the, the three big stats that everybody talked about. And the Knicks have been winning all those stats and they're winning these games. And it's like shocker, shocker. The Knicks depth, the Knicks rebounding, and the Knicks ability to crash it. Um, yeah, Knicks depth and rebounding. That's it. We're not even shooting the three well, more like even like competently. Like we're we're a team that like I think we shot pretty okay from the three this year. Like we're not even getting good con- contributions from three from guys like IQ or, or 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 Grimes. So the fact that we're still able to like win these games, or even Julius Randle, who was like our volume three point shooter for the whole year, took like eight threes a game and shot like what thirty four percent from three. Yeah, thirty four percent. So like the fact that we're we're not getting production from three from those three guys as as much as like we probably anticipated is pretty damn good and again makes that tweet about our best punch even funnier because like 
there's still time for the Knicks to have a really hot shooting night from three in the series. I mean, law of averages, you know. I'm just saying. Yep. I'm just saying. Um, let's see. Ace Bouchard says, I actually, I, w- I would have actually been okay with Julius had he tried defensively. He had that nice block. We're getting cooked off the bounce by a coral. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that one pissed me off. It's he, got beat off, he got beat off the dribble twice by a coral on back to back possessions. You can't, you can't get beat off the dribble by a guy whose main objective is to not really shoot. Like, we want him shooting. You're supposed you to force him to shoot. You can't take him to the hole, man. Especially, you can't give a baseline like that. Like, oh my God. I'm so glad Thibs like, just realized what was going on and was just like, all right, Obi, come on in. Obi's going to give us some energy. He's going to compete. He's going to get some rebounds. One criticism that every freaking like person has of Obi is like, he doesn't get rebounds, you know? And he out-rebounded the hell out of Julius Randle today. Eight big rebounds. So shout out to him. Team trusted him. He came through. Um, gave us some extra possessions. And once again, I'll mention he cooked Donovan Mitchell off the dribble. <sighs> Let me see what else we got here. Someone says Mitch HBSR mentions Mitch was also right about the Cavs being shook. We we did say that, yeah. Um of he's right. The Cavs think. JK says spacing isn't terrible, isn't as terrible um, in those RJ and Hart lineups when Cleveland guards have to play so high at the um, JB, RJ, JB, Hart pick and rolls. Yep. Um, it works, but it's also like if they're able to like recover. I think what happened is um, in the third quarter, Garland was essentially like top, um, top blocking those switches and they were like just denying the ability for them to get screens or they would like just not switch and it was a bit of a uh, weak offensive performance but like yeah they they were able to recover and get out of it unscathed realistically they were still up two at uh after the third quarter but it worked out Darius Garland talks about his matchup with Jalen Brunson that's what the people want to see two of the top guards in the east go at it I'm gonna boy you not at that level boy you not yeah that's the matchup I want Self-awareness on zero. Hey, two of the top guards. Boy, you're not even the best guard of your own team. You're not even the second best guard in your own team, bro. You are probably the fourth best guard in the series because Josh Hart is out here working you. Shut the fuck up. You're talking about best guard in the East, bro. Fred Katz also mentions that Julius Randle left left today's game without speaking to the media. I don't really care. It doesn't really matter. Like... Oh, hey, Jalen, you had a really fucking bad game. You shit yourself on the court today. Any, any thoughts? <laughs> you got benched in the fourth quarter. How do you feel? <laughs> Obi Toppin has thoroughly outperformed you in two straight playoff series. How do you feel? I may go home with his family. Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, we know what happened. I mean, Tom Thibodeau making it sound like Randall is not all the way back physically. And I mean, I you figure that much, but like, Still, you gotta try. Like, like I'm dude, not. He's like, he's like lo- He's not even lollygagging. He's just like not even like. He's just like ball watching. He's not even moving. He's like a statue on some of these plays defense. And it was like game one and game three. He was great. 
So maybe the game five, he's going to do it. Maybe it's every other game he'll perform defensively. And granted, like, Evan Mobley doesn't do enough offensively to, like, really suffer from it. But, like, you still got to at least be able to give some sort of effort. Like, I was able to excuse offensive struggles in game one and game three because he came through with, like, really good rebounding and really shut down Mobley. And clutch rebound game one, game three, he was just nails when he needed them to be. So when he does it like that, when he plays like that, you're just kind of like, come on, dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, problem with the Cavs is that they are good defensively and mid-offensively. We learned that in 2020-21. That ain't playoff basketball. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, you know. Donovan Mitchell's having, you know. The Julius Randle experience of 2000-2021. They are having a squirting contest, bro, because they're just piss running on both their legs. Wow. Wow. I did not expect that. That is insane. It's an accurate assessment. It is wow. just... Whole MSG just smells like urine on the bench. <laughs> God, this just smells like... Everywhere. Cannot believe I had to watch that shit. Thank, thank you, like... It was good. It was a win. But like, God damn. Um, all right. JK says, was there a reason the Cavs went away from the Garland Allen pick and roll? Knicks couldn't defend it or on the short roll hockey pass. Because Allen got bitched by <laughs> bitch in the third quarter after like after they collected themselves, Allen just like, yeah, he, he, um, Dibs called a timeout and the team looked a little more locked in um defensively. Um, so there wasn't that many gaps. Um, for the Cavs to take advantage of, so yeah, yeah, like it worked for a little bit and then it just stopped working and then they had no pivot. So, yeah. all right, bro, we get it. You're hyped. Did <laughs> open up these apps and you don't know what's here. Um, Jordan Bob asked, Does the series come back to MSG? I got an answer. I got an answer. One sec. One sec. Uh, I got it. Shit. Not. We'll make this work. What are you doing? One sec. One sec. One sec. Let me cut. All right. For the audio only people, Teresa's. He wrote down on a piece of paper, and oh no, the series does not come back to MSG. Not leave my address. Thanks. No. Series number right. five. Nixon five. <clears throat> um, I mean, hey, if the Knicks, you know, if I wouldn't even say like, because like our role players haven't really like performed crazy at home, which is like usually the expectation. Um, when you get back home, RJ but, did. Like, RJ did. Um, but I mean, if like if you can get performances, I mean, Josh Hart, he's shown he can do this type of performance on the road. He did in game one. I mean, if JB can continue to... You need Julius Randle to have whatever intervention he needs to have, dude. Whatever, two, whatever he's got two he days to have, like, a mental health, you know... Like, whatever he needs to do, whoever he needs to talk to in the coaching staff, like, if he just needs, like, a day of rest from practice, like, whatever he needs to do to get his body right needs to happen. Because, like, you're just waiting for that game. And if that game happens, then, like, they don't win. So. 
Yeah. Let's see. JL says Scott Foster can burn in hell for ruining an RJ Bang. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was legit about to be like a, a like a blow the roof off of MSG type of three from RJ in the corner. Um, would have been his only three point make on the game too. And Scott Foster had to call a travel on Josh Hart, which it was right, but still, it was right. But like, let's be ethical, you know. Mm, all right, Jordan Bob brings up a topic that I guess we are going to discuss more and more as you know these series continue. I guess um, he says, if "Miami beats the Bucks. Can the Knicks make the finals?" Granted, I know Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals will be tough, but I think it's a possibility. I'll put the cart before the horse right here, but I think it's a possibility. Yes. The the I th- I think the odds go Miami. up. I'll say that. I, I think we could beat Miami. I don't know if we could beat the Bucks, but if Giannis is hurt and is like going through the playoffs, hurt, um, it's Drew Holiday on the other side. So I think we have a chance. And the Heat have like kind of beat them without. They've like put up numbers offensively on on the Bucks without <laughs> Tyler Hero. Yeah. Um. So like, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird seeing Miami score like that. It's like, what the hell are the Bucks doing? I mean, they got a bunch of geriatric dudes over there. Like, I Jay mean, it's Carter, it's Joe because Angles. it's because Jimmy Butler is hitting threes. And Duncan Robinson somehow hit five threes yesterday. So that will do it to you. Yep, I know. Makes no sense, but sure. One more win. God damn it. One more win. Kid Kuro says Donovan Mitchell going to be on the plane ride home watching clips of MSG chants in RJ Barrett's name. Sick as hell, wishing it was him. Hey, I mean. Hate. They chant your name in Cleveland. I guess that's cool. They chant something else in Cleveland. You can't say it on the air. All right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean Donald Mitchell. He's. I, it's so he's, funny. He's, like the narrative, the narrative going in this series is like he's gonna like he's gonna go into MSG and he's just gonna freaking dominate. He's gonna make the Knicks wish that they traded for him and like look at him. Oh man, this is so good. <laughs> ah, this is so good. Oh, I need these guys to close this out on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. This is so good. It, it, it's nasty. It's nasty, man. Oh. Also, how how like upsetting is it to like get traded to the east? And then the dude who whooped your ass in the first round follows you to the East. You got another four or five matchup against him, and he proceeds to whoop your ass again. That's some hater shit. Like, that's that's a nigga that don't, just don't like you. And every time you get he get him on the switch, he'd be like, yo, yeah. He'd be clapping. He'd be like, yes, finally. No MSG be clapping once they see that matchup. They're like, oh, yeah, he about to cook him. You see the, you see the crowd going, oh. <laughs> And then you just get cooked. You can't do nothing about it except for smile and block yeah. shots after the after the damn whistle goes off. Cornball. Um, Nafi Mohuda brings up. I'm seeing very lift, very little lift on Randall's shot. He needs to get it together for Game Five, but that ankle sprain looked pretty nasty a month ago. 
Yeah, I mean, if your ankle is not, I mean, I guess that makes sense rather than like trying to drive into the paint where you're more vulnerable to get hurt, I guess, again, on those on that ankle sprain. But I mean, you're six five, you're six nine, two fifty. You got to get to the paint against Evan Mobley, man. Like you just have to, especially when like those dudes are in foul trouble. You have to. Yeah, like, I can understand like not going to the paint because like ultimately you don't want to re- like it's hard to get lift, but <sighs> and again, like, I don't hate the shots he's taking. Like they're not bad shots for the most part. I think he had a couple of ones that he dropped the force, but like he's not taking bad shots. He's not like um hijacking the offense. He's just missing wide open catch shoot shots for the most part, which is just really, really poor and it hurts, especially when you're not giving anything defensively as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, Hug Life asked, is RJ slander free forever? Hmm. Tyrese, is he slander free forever? <sighs> okay, I'm gonna have to say this. I'm gonna have to say this. Alright, let, let me get let me look at the camera when I say this. I was wrong. RJ Barrett has earned significantly less slander. Unless he has an absolute stinker like he had past season, in which case the like, slander is back on. But I don't expect him to do that. So he has improved as a finisher. We hope he improves as a shooter. And as a free throw shooter, he is 22 years old. There's a thing called patience with development. And RJ Barrett, as of this moment right now in this series, is free slander. I've said it. You can clip it. I'm gonna go puke. <laughs> wow, puke is a bit much, but all right. Well, there I you have it, folks. You guys I can clip wrong. that, post it. <laughs> clip that, post it everywhere. Tag him. You know what to do. Whenever RJ's having a bad game, just send him that. Remind him of what he said. That was foul. <laughs> ah! <laughs> That's foul. Oh, man. All right. Let's see what other comments we got here. Did Jalen Brunson just, like, untwist his hair between the game? I mean, it just has a fro. <laughs> what? I feel like he untwists his hair, like, after games. If you look at these games, like, in the post game, he just straight up has his hair down. It's wild. Weird. Let's see what other else we have. I didn't even know Danny Green played today, but shout out to this stat right here. Danny Green, the real sixth man with a minus eight in three and a half minutes. He played for us. I didn't even know he was on the court today. Like they, I don't know why they keep trying to force these Ricky Rubio and um, Danny Green minutes. Like they're not working. And then like, I mean, I'm not complaining as a Knicks fan. I will gladly always take those because that's good for us. And I also just kind of feel like fucking damn, now I can't think of it. Shit. Uh, I'll come back. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. Fuck. I literally was thinking about it and then I forgot it. Damn it. 
JL says Cavs haven't played good ball outside of the final few minutes of the first half in game two. It's been all Knicks outside of that. Yeah, I mean, like we've completely, I mean, what is it now? Six out of eight games, we've absolutely dominated them. Yep. In all the ways that we said we would as fans. Like I said, like we've said, the Knicks would dominate the Cavs in these ways, and they've done it. Yep. Like, oh, man. It's it, it is just incredible to watch this team right now. They're just playing at such a high level. And I think a lot of us thought that this team had it in them. But the way they're playing now is just like incredible. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let's see what the comments we got here. Ace Bouchard mentions the only way the Cavs can score is by going small, but that destroys their defense because they don't have decent point of attack defenders. I mean, yeah, it starts with, I mean, Darius Garland, he tries, um, commend him for that. You know, um, Donovan Mitchell just absolutely is a tire fire on, um, on defense. Um, and you see it every time he's guarding, <clears throat> um, Jalen Brunson. So. Yep. He Garland can't do anything defensively. Like he had a couple good stops, but like he just does not do enough defensively to really impact this team. It doesn't matter. Just does not matter. I'm sorry. Like he's trying. Good for him. Um, Menno F asks, what do y'all think led RJ to flip the switch like this? His process as of late has really impressed me. Um, that's a great question. I mean, that'd probably, be, that'd probably be a great question to ask RJ himself. Because, um, like, the first two games were absolutely... I mean, the first game defensively and, like, passing-wise was pretty good. Second game... I mean, he just got a lot of free throws um, driving to the rim. Somehow he's, like, put it all together once he came back home. Um, I don't know if he watched all the good parts of game one and all the good parts of game two of his games. Um, and was like, all right, I just need to do these things well and decided that's what he was going to do this game. Um, and something about, you know, playing well at home, <clears throat> um, you know, a lot of these guys, they feed off of the the the, crowd, the home energy of the the crowd of the home energy. I can't even speak anymore. The <laughs> the energy of the home crowd. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, shout out to RJ. The, the, the those two big baskets in the fourth quarter, which really gave the Knicks a little bit of breathing room. Um, that layup, I think that was an and one on Mobley, and then he got that. Really tough fadeaway basket on Chetty Osman um, on that drive. Just absolute nail stuff right there from, from RJ. In a key moment where the Knicks were really close with Cleveland after that third quarter. Um, and, yeah, he just did what needed to be done. He gave us, like, a, what, a five-point lead um, in the fourth. And from there, it, that kind of like spurred the Knicks on for the rest of that quarter for them to really play their best and, you know, do what needed to be done. Also, getting him involved. He set like 
someone tweeted this out, but like this probably has to be the game where he set the most screens ever. Um, and it led to him get into the basket a whole bunch too, because like once they trapped Jalen Brunson on a bunch of those screens, RJ was kind of like the outlet man. Um, and he was able to just drive. And from there, he was able to either make a play for somebody else or get to the paint, get a foul, whatever it was. But I don't know what led to this, the switch, but his process as of late has been really great. Um, whatever it is, shout out to whatever led to RJ flipping that switch. Thank God, too. Some of these some of those possessions, like, late in the season, where he was just, uh, were just rough. Oh. He also just, like, looks like, I guess, like, Slimmer. he looks slimmer. He also looks, like, quicker, too. P90X. Like, he looks, like, just agile. He's not fat anymore. I don't know what happened between games two and three, but whatever plan that he's on, it worked. I know. <laughs> Maybe he got a new bad bitch. I don't know, dude. Home cooking. Maybe he went to the club. Maybe a he came through. Like, whatever it is, keep doing it. Um. All right. Kid Kira also says he says this. Maybe Randall is the regular season guy, and RJ is the postseason guy. Shit. Maybe. Could be. I there mean, so far there are eighty-two game guys and sixteen game guys, and RJ Barrett's gonna be a sixteen game guy. I'm not complaining. Whatever, whatever it takes. You know, that just means you gotta dial back the Randall usage. Then, if he's not gonna be the sixteen game guy. <laughs> I mean, I think they've been dialing it back. I don't think he's done much on ball. A lot of his opportunities have been, like, off-the-ball stuff. He maybe had a couple chances to create, but, like, a lot of it has just been on, off of, like, Brunson gravity and kickouts. So I don't think it's been bad. But he just needs to make his shots. If he makes his shots, then, like, it's less of a problem, you know? Yeah. The main issue, though, is just, like, I guess, like, defensively, not competing. It looks like last year where he's just, like, walking around – and even parts of this year, um, especially late in the season this year, before he got hurt, there was a lot of parts of the game where he was just, like, walking around, wasn't engaged defensively. So, I don't know. I mean, the question is, does Gordon Hayward give you that same level of effort? <laughs> All right. I feel like you could put Ben Simmons on the court, and I feel like Ben Simmons would at least be able to clamp up. Playing Ben Simmons on the court, what an oxymoronic statement right there. Like, this guy know. lives in street clothes. All right, is Buddy Hill doing that? Hey, man, I'm being equal opportunity this year, okay? I, I had a lot of slander. Now it's time to get these shits off. Is Terry Roger giving you these minutes? I'm not sure. I feel like Terry Roger is giving you more. He has finals experience. He has Eastern Conference finals experience. We could use a vet leader. All right. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Vivek, also, Vivek also mentions Mitchell didn't talk to the media, media either. Ah, so both guys that shit themselves tonight, they just, you know, was like... Wording. Contest. Oh, right. Who's gonna get the media? What? You want Bonnie out there doing this? Like, nah. Um, RJ knew his seat was hot. That's what flipped the switch. Yeah, he could have just heard the noise. There was a lot of noise on RJ this 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 um after game two. Um, I feel like every person on X Twitter was talking about him. Um, Stephen like A. Smith was media. saying he could. Yeah, yeah Stephen like, A. Smith was saying that he had to get benched. So like if. Like, yeah. If you're hearing that much noise, JJ Reddick had a whole clip on his YouTube channel about like, you know, he's gotta be better. 
And RJ was like the title person in the thumbnail of the video. So like, if you're in that much noise, something's eventually going to click. And, you know, RJ, yeah. is, he just responds, I guess, well to the noise. Unlike yeah, the other pumpkin. Fucking, yeah, tell me you fucking sucks all the time. Apparently. Bullying works. And don't let anybody tell you it doesn't. We are not advocates for actual bullying. We're advocates for bullying of athletes <laughs> to get them to play better. Just want to put that disclaimer there. <laughs> Just want to put that disclaimer there. Just in case this clip gets taken out of context. Um, Ethical bullying. All right. JK mentions there was this one play the Cavs could have beat. The Knicks have, must have run it like five or six times in a row. Yeah, there was a play in the fourth quarter. It was like RJ comes up and sets a screen. They like trap him. Um, they trapped Jalen Brunson. Um, it was usually like Chetty or, or Darius Garland, and then RJ would usually be the empty man in the corner. Um, and he would create from there, and it worked. Um, because of high how how high the Cavs were defending, um, because they set the screen so high. So, yep. yeah, I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And the Knicks, they clearly liked what they what they had there. I just like the looks against Cap defense all day, man. Karis LeVert stinks. That's just my segue. Karis LeVert stinks, and they were just taking advantage of him in the first half. Like, whoever had Karis LeVert was basically giving the ball. It was filthy how they did Karis LeVert. Death lineup. Death lineup. Death lineup. Shout out to whoever wrote that article. Man, Cavs, are, Cavs beat guys have just been killing it with their work this, <laughs> this series. Oh, my gosh. Jordan Bubb says Jalen Brunson shares the message he has for his teammates after today's win. It's not over and it's not even close to being over. There's nothing to celebrate and nothing to be truly happy about. Bless you. I love that mentality. Yep. Yep. Like it's still three one. I, I can celebrate. Yeah, I fans, can. we can celebrate. I mean, if you if you look on Twitter right now, Seventh Avenue is literally a freaking parade right now. Like it's like a Knicks parade right it's now, basically. It's a parade inside my city. Yep, it's a parade inside yep. New York City. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the perfect message for, you know, this team to have, this perfect mindset for this team to have. Of course, you know, fans, they're going to be ballistic with it. You got Knicks legends, you know, partying with, with folks in the street and whatnot. Um, you know, shout out to all the Knicks legends pulling up to, you know, these playoff games, you know, interacting with fans. Shout out to the fans for making MSG loud as hell. I had my TV on like the highest volume possible and it was like making my room shake. It was definitely. Yeah. Like, so shout out to anyone that pulled up, you know, I looked at those prices and I was like, I will enjoy full blast TV in my room instead for free. <laughs> so shout out to y'all. If you could afford MSG seats um, during playoff time and shout out to y'all for making that place, you know, very scary for the Cavs because they obviously were very rattled especially that first game there. Um, they did not know what the hell was going on with how loud it was. Um, and shout out to the Sunday crowd. You know, Sunday's crowds usually are criticized by Knicks fans because, you know, it's not usually your typical Knicks fan there or something like that. But, you know, Knicks fans, they pulled through. They they made sure that MSU was rocking. So shout out to everybody that went to the game. Yeah, it's usually like a kid's game, um, the Madness. But no, they were grown men and grown adults, and they were intoxicated. Cause that place was loud. It wasn't as loud as Friday, but 
they were still out. And they're going to be even louder for the Rangers because there's no Quinn in NY. The Rangers. Yeah. Um, Ricky Ricardo says, RJ is probably the most mentally strongest guy on the Knicks. I don't think nothing rattles him at all. Now your boy Randall now. I know who's my boy. I don't claim that name. It's over with. <laughs> nah, but yeah, I mean, RJ has shown, like, I mean, you know, the one thing that's always been talked about him is, you know, his mental fortitude, you know, his all that good stuff, you know. All the cliche shit that people say about RJ, you know. You see it, you, you see it come to fruition right now. So Um, let's see what else we have. All right, Jordan Bub bringing us some Knicks stats. Knicks to put up 25, 5, and 5 with a steal and a block in a playoff game. Bernard King, Patrick Ewing, and now Jalen Brunson. Knicks royalty right there. We've been in the gutter. We've been in the gutter. I'll take it, though. I mean, um, all right, let's see here what else, what else we got here. Um, Ace Short says, I think RJ is much better with a defined role, and it's easier to do that in the playoffs when there's a specific game plan to expose the opponent. Definitely. Definitely. Guys are, like, they just have more natural roles um, <clears throat> in the playoffs because it's one opponent that you're facing for a, a certain amount of times instead of, you know, versus this opponent, you might, you know, during the regular season, there's varying opponents that you play within a week. And, you know, there's various um, matchups that you might want to expose. But, like, as Ace Bouchard points out here, versus a Randall, I mean, versus a – might as well be versus a Randall because the way he's playing. But versus a, a Cavs team, you know exactly what type of, like, stuff you want to expose um, versus the Cavs. Um, and RJ has done a good job of that so far. So hope he keeps it up on the road. Man, I, I, I just, I want to get this open within five. I, I don't want to play. I don't want to give him any lifeline. Um, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. Would you rather, would y'all rather play the Bucks without Giannis or the Heat without Hero and Oladipo? That's too easy. Come on. Heat without Hero and Oladipo? Like, who are they like relying on? Like, son, give me the Bucks, and give me the Bucks because then I get Drew Holiday in the playoff series offensively, and we are smoking them in four. It's Drew Holiday, bro. It's Drew Holiday in the playoffs. I will take my chances. I'm not playing with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler can still give me work. Jimmy Butler's averaging 30 in that series right now. He's hooping, and he's in his threes. But you tell oh my me, God, I four for four from three the last game. What the hell? Yeah, he been hooping. Not, but like it's it's. But in that series, it's like, um, it's like okay, you like force Jimmy Butler to beat you, or no, you Jimmy either Butler's hitting threes. He's got or beat. either you double and triple team him, and you force like Max Struess and Bam Adebayo to beat you, like or I, I can force Drew Holiday to beat me. Like you forgetting it's Drew Holiday. But I don't think Giannis's injury is that bad to keep him out that long. With Hero and Odipo, they're out for the whole series. 
Oladipo tore his freaking patellar tendon, and Hero broke his hand. They are done. They have no guard depth. They're playing Kyle Lowry and Caleb Martin, and they're probably going to play, like, who else, who else do they have after that? Robinson. They're going to play Highsmith? They're going to play Rob. I mean, like, Robinson's already going to get minutes because of Tyler Hero's injury. But now after Oladipo gets hurt, who, like, are they going to just run eight with Cody, Kyle, and Duncan Robinson? Like, all right, oh, fine by me. Hey, look, man. I will take my chances with those three or, like, whoever else on the Heat to beat me if I'm just loading up on um, Jimmy Butler. I respect that, and I understand what you're trying to say, but give me Drew Holiday when it matters most because I know he's going to play for my team. But the thing is, with the, in that series, Giannis is coming back. Like, his back is not, like, all the way out. Like, he just okay. bruised his tailbone. He's going to be back. Man, he'll With be the back. Heat, you're, the Heat, you're out. Those two guys are completely out the whole series. That changes like, everything. You're making sense. I'm not saying you're not making sense. <laughs> I'm just going to get this Drew Holiday's lander off whenever I can. And I feel like it matters. Man, I feel like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton shitting themselves is a really big thing. That well, man, the slander would even be better if they get taken out by a Heat team without Hero and Oladipo. <laughs> That's when you can really get that Drew Holiday slander off. All right, man. All right. Walkai420 mentions that you have the glasses on because you couldn't recognize RJ. No, my eyes just hurt today. Right. But sure. Sure. We'll go with that. Um, JL mentions the Udonis Haslam scoring outburst in the garden will be hell. Facts! Like, you don't want that to happen. If Udonis Haslam is on the court at MSG in any capacity, All right. somebody go for his ankles. Wow, just like taking out a guy right before his retirement. Early retirement. He's already going to retire. Okay, early retirement. Let me get the head start to Cancun. I don't want that. All right. Um, Hawkeye420 says Miami could be a get-right series for Randall. Who? <laughs> now you don't know him? That's crazy. That's that's been your guy through thick and thin. Who? RJ Barrett? Yeah, that's been my guy. All right. Let me stop gaslighting. <laughs> I mean, he until he gets off until he gets off the milk carton. Um, yeah, I, I don't hear it. Cause we are putting out a he is missing. I need I need Zach to get on that and make one. Julius made Tyrese's eyes hurt. You're right. Just Damn. miss. Like, oh, all the his skip Baelish. It was just miss, 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 miss. <sighs> hmm. Okay. Okay. For 20 says, you guys probably talked about it, but where is IQ? IQ offensively, I mean, game three, he was pretty good. Um, this game, it was more about his defense. He does have to give us something offensively. I'm not going to excuse him for that. We did talk about this earlier. Um, he was a plus 11 um, in his minutes, although being scoreless. But I just think that he needs to just, like, shoot. There were some moments where, like, they're doubling off the screen because he screens a lot now for, you know, Brunson. And they're doubling off of him. He's got to make them pay for those doubles. He can't be hesitant. He can't, like you know, do all that driving. I mean, he can drive, but, like, I'd rather him just, like, shoot it if he has an open 
open shot. Um, but yeah, I, I think he does need to be better offensively, um, especially going forward if we advance past the Cavs, which I assume we will, but I won't like really go too deep into that. But yeah, I just think that he needs to be better offensively. Um, but he's still giving you stuff, something defensively, which is very key um, for players, you know, that are not giving you anything offensively. Yeah, like defense matters in the playoffs, despite the fact what failed gamblers want to tell you. Um, yeah, defense matters, his ability to like anticipate the traps, his communication matters as well. So like he's still having an impact even when he's not shooting, unlike some people on this team with double-digit numbers. All right. <sighs> Cannot believe he did this to me. Folks told you, man. Oh my god, I need something. I need something, bro. Don't. I gotta post the video again. I didn't post it enough. I didn't post it uh, quick enough. I posted earlier. Folks told you. Folks told you. All right, man. You gotta keep saying it. Um, he says, if you conclude the last Cleveland game in the regular season, he hasn't done well process-wise versus them. Is it a Cavs scheme thing? What do you uh, think, Tyrese? It might be like just the Cavs length. Pause. Um, yeah, it just might be like the Cavs have a lot of bodies to throw at him, and he just is not adjusting to it well. He had the one, he had game three, but like he might need to be used more off ball. So we shall see. Definitely. All right. Um, I think we've talked about most of what we can for this game. Shout out to everyone that's been rocking with us. Woo. We will be back on Wednesday night after game five. Hopefully we are discussing a Knicks series win for the first time since 2013. Wow. Yep. 10 years. 10 years it's been. But hopefully we are discussing that on Wednesday night. Um, we'll be back then. Make sure you guys check out everything Strickland related in the description. Make sure you guys like, subscribe. We're on our way to 1K subs. So all that you do definitely helps us out. Check out everything in the description. We got links to the site, merch. Tyrese is rocking some new Strickland merch. We also got Quickland merch. You guys have been asking for Quickland merch we got it check it out we got links to the patreon and twitter great ways to support us um yeah so we'll be back wednesday everyone enjoy your next two days without nick's basketball and rubbing it into cleveland's fans faces peace out you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.